Hey folks, Jamie Oichel from RunningRestaurants.com. We've got a great session for you coming up right here if you're looking for digital marketing tips for your restaurant, bar, or pizza place. I get into it with Bruce Irving from SmartPizzaMarketing.com who's helping clients all over the country with this stuff every day. And he shares a bunch of key tips and insights that will be absolutely great for you. So let's get right into it. So, Bruce, man, so much going on in the digital marketing uh, space for you and your clients and your restaurants. You, you're doing a lot of exciting stuff right now. Tell me what's most interesting right now for you. So at the beginning of 2018, I'd say the most interesting thing is video. Uh, I'll give you three three things that are pretty interesting to me that we're kind of focusing on. Video is very much one, and that's in all platform. That could be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, another thing that we're working on right now is Facebook bots, which is pretty cool. And then Instagram in general as a advertising platform, and not necessarily a paid advertising platform, but an engagement platform and a way for you to get in front of customers and kind of tell what you do and how you do it in a free, I put quotation marks around that because depending on when you're listening to this, you can do it free, but there's also the advertising platform. But those are three things that we focus on. Video right now is huge. Uh, Facebook bots we're working on is something that's really big for us. And then Instagram we're diving deep into with our clients and ourselves uh, in the beginning of 2018. Cool, man. I want, I want to come back to a couple of those, but I actually want to stay with Instagram for a second. And, and you focus in the, in, the, in the pizza marketing world specifically, uh, which, is, which is really interesting. And so what are folks doing in your space with Instagram? Because I'm just getting re, re, uh, reconnected with Instagram myself. I'm starting to use it a little bit more, follow folks and so forth. But I'm like a total newbie. Like I, I, don't, I don't get it yet. I'm not using it well. What are folks doing well in that space? So I think the mistake people make is that they just post to Instagram and then they cross their fingers and hope that people find them. And, and they don't right. use the tools that Instagram gives you in the, its platform to allow you to kind of be on the offense rather than on the defense. Um, so there's things like hashtags. There's things like adding your location. There's two different ways to use Instagram. There's the stories and then there's the feed. And they're different, right? The people who look at your feed or like a photo are very much different than the people who view stories. Um, so if you're not adding hashtags, location hashtags, local hashtags, if you're a local business, into your feed with every photo or video that you uh, post to your feed, you're making a big mistake. And if you're only using the feed and you're not using Instagram stories, that's another mistake that you could be using. So I think that w if you're going to start using Instagram stories in 2018, if you're just getting started, uh, spend some time, lo research local hashtags, and Instagram gives you the search bar where you can go into your Instagram app. You can go to the search bar. You can type in your area. So I'm in Boston. So if you type in Boston pizza, it's going to bring up the top photos and top hashtags that are used that go with pizza in Boston. And then you just go in there and search for the people who are using those hashtags. And you're going to see on the top, you're going to see the most popular ones. And then below that, you're going to see the most recent ones. So those top nine are the most popular people using those hashtags. Interact with them. Follow them. Like a couple of their photos. Leave a genuine comment. Do that 15, 20, 30 minutes a day, and over the course of a few months, you're going to build up some following on Instagram. Those are really good tips there, and I, I started to do some of that myself. I, I want to go back to the hashtags, and you mentioned you know, using them, doing the research for them, research for them which I like, you know, find ones that are popular. What about when someone actually makes, makes a post? Two hashtags, three, sometimes you'll see someone put 17,000 hashtags in one post. What do you <laughs> recommend for the, for the number of hashtags in an individual post? And of course it varies, but what's a kind of a good recommendation? Right. Well, you can use up to 30 hashtags in one post, and you can, do, you can hack that by 
putting 30 in the first comment and then adding 30 to your post afterwards. But, you know, I'd say the sweet spot for hashtags is five to 10 hashtags in the post itself. And if you can really generate some movement with the using the right hashtags, sometimes people just use popular hashtags. So if you're a local business and you're using and you see that there's 7 million people using that a, a particular hashtag, whatever it is, you may think to yourself, like, listen, great, I'm going to try to hop on that hashtag. But that hashtag is so noisy that if you're just starting out, you probably won't get any traction. You'd be better off trying to find the local hashtags that people are using in your local market and then use five to ten of those in your post, and I think you'll get more traction doing that. So five to ten is a sweet spot for the amount of hashtags, and then just make sure that you're using relevant hashtags that have to do with your business, what you do, and where you do it. Yeah, it would make, it would make no sense to yeah just because the Super Bowl is playing and you to type in NFL as a hashtag and you're you know you're just a, a restaurant downtown to, to tag on to that's not going to make sense so make sure they're they're relevant absolutely is a good key and something else you you talked about a second ago when you talked about actually interacting with other posts uh, in a real way making meaningful comments that's something that people don't do they're surprised. Um, hey, I'm on Instagram or I'm on Twitter or I'm on Facebook and, you know, and it's not working for me. And then you probably, the next question someone like you would ask who's in the space, you say, well, what are you doing? How are you using it? Oh, I just go and I look and, and so forth. And I'm guilty of this too. I'm kind of a scroller. I just go through stuff. But talk about that process of actually interacting with the feed to, to get those contacts and to really be part of the, the conversation. Yeah, if you search hashtags or your location, you're going to be able to find people who are pretty internet popular, you know, influencers we call them, in your area. And if you can interact with them, engage them, it's not going to happen on the first time or the sixth time. It may take 20 comments for them to recognize what you're doing, but uh, and it's time-consuming. But just go in there and do that and uh, look at their photos, look at their feed, leave a genuine comment, watch their story, reply to a story, and then by doing that, over the course of time, they'll know who you are and what you do, and maybe they'll give you a follow. I think a mistake people make is that they'll just post, and especially when you're new to a platform. Like, there's so many ways to use Instagram, and if you're new to it and you don't really understand how it works, you may just go on there and, hey, it's a great place to put really good photos of my food, and it is, uh, but it's noisy in 2018, and if you don't use uh, the tools that Instagram allows you to use to get found, you're just going to be kind of in a sea of people doing exactly the same thing as you, and no one's going to really find you except for people who know who you are already. Uh, and you really want to use it as a tool for you to get exposure to other people in your area who may not know who you are, and then to build engagement, right? It's social media. It's about being uh, interactive. It's not direct mail. You don't, you don't just send a postcard out and uh, wait for someone to call you, just like you don't just put a post on Instagram and wait for people to come. You've got to really get out there and be proactive and engage with your community, and then they'll engage back. Listen, it works. We do it for clients all the time. Get out there, search those hashtags, find people in your area who are active, interact with them, and then they'll follow you, they'll interact with your photo, and then it'll just kind of grow from there organically. But it takes time. It's not something that can happen quickly. It does take time. Before we leave Instagram, do this for me because some people don't, don't get it yet, and I'm kind of in that bucket. Stories versus the feed. Give the give give me an overview there how you would tell a client for the first time. What do you talk if they say, Bruce, what are you talking about? Stories versus feed. What do you say? All right, so the feed is the pictures and or video that you put that has the scrolling aspect of your feed. So if you go to Instagram on a desktop or 
the mobile app. The feed is the three square photos slash images you see lined up across and then just scrolling down. That's the feed. The stories is the circle that could be their profile photo if they added anything. And it's a rolling 24-hour cycle of what they've added over the course of the last 24 hours. Um, the difference between the two is people will go to your feed to kind of view photos, and the feed is kind of what comes up in the uh, your your own Instagram feed. So when you follow people, when you go to your Instagram app, the scrolling feed that you have is of the people that you followed. Um, that's the feed. The stories is when you go to their profile and there's that circle in the top left-hand corner that's their profile photo that kind of has a uh, the Instagram colors around it. It means they've added something to their story. And if you go to your app, uh, you may if you follow people who have added stories, you may see six or seven circles on the top of that. Those are stories. Those are what people have added in the last 24 hours, uh, almost Snapchat-like. This is something that Instagram people say Instagram stole from Snapchat, this stories feature. Um, but the difference between the two is it's, it's very easy to consume content uh, on the feed kind of as a second you know, as a second thought, right? You're scrolling on the feed. You may stop and look at a photo. It's very easy to like a photo just because you just got to double click it. Um, and it's, it, it's a passive consumption, right? Like people don't necessarily get too interactive with that. The difference between the stories is that if someone clicks on your story and views, if you've added a photo or a video uh, in three or four of them over the course of your day uh, and people watch that, you have 100% of their attention, which means that you're, photo and or video as they scroll through your story is taking up 100% of their phone and they have nothing else going on around them in their phone other than what you've added to your story. So that's why it's so powerful. Uh, it's, you're not going to get as many views or as many likes, if you, especially if you're just starting out, uh, but you will have 100% of people's attention as long as, you're, as long as they're on there. And if you're good at it and you can not be boring and put the same thing and maybe mix it up a little bit, then people will come back and view your stories often and then you have what everybody wants in business is somebody's attention. It's an attention game, my friend. You're absolutely right there. And you mentioned video, and you also mentioned video is one of your top things, one of your top trends. What are your clients doing with video? What do you recommend they do with video? What are some kind of neat video tips that people got to know today if you're going to bother doing it? I think you have to be entertaining, right? There's a diff when people consume information online, they want to kind of escape whatever's going on in their life. So and you have to separate yourself. Uh, video is a huge part of consumption right now in the internet age, and it's only going to grow. Um, that being said, there's going to be a lot of people who are adding video to those platforms like Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat who aren't that good at it. So I think you have to take a step back and say to yourself, hey, am I good at video? Am I comfortable on video? And if you are, great. Practice at it. Do video. Talk about who you are, what you do. Show a recipe, show behind the scenes, show what your business is like, show what your day is like. And those are all just 15, 20, 30, 60 second videos that you can do to add to those platforms. But if you're not good at it, maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you want to find somebody on your team who is good at it and have them partner with you. Let's come up with some ideas of what we can do. Um, if you're a restaurant, showing people how you make your items or how you make certain pizzas is what we teach our, our clients to do, or introducing staff members or introducing some customers who come in who have been coming in for a long time and kind of just talking to them on camera. In short clips, it doesn't have to be long video, but uh, think about it as entertainment. Like if someone was to come into your restaurant, and you want it's like putting on a show. 
and you want to be able to put that show on to people who aren't in your restaurant and get them to come into your restaurant. So I would say start with what you do, which is make food, and then show people how you do it. And as you do it more and more and more, you're going to get more comfortable at it and better at it, and you're going to realize what your customers want to see more of and what they don't want to see more of, just by the views. You know, it's funny. It reminds me of a quote I heard recently that I'm, I'm probably going to botch exactly what, what it says, but the, but the main point was is there's nothing that you do – that you do more of that you get that you get that you don't get better at. So your point the point is if you if you stink at video today, we'll shoot ten videos and by the eleventh video you're going to be better at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, totally. You know, just do, do just do something and you're going to get better at it. So I, I know a lot of people are nervous to to, to pick up the camera, pointing at the, pointing at themselves, but the world we are in today is kind of expecting that as a baseline. And I was going to ask you a question when you talk about uh, content for your clients. Do you kind of recommend that they go ad hoc and just kind of, you know, pick up the camera and free stream? Do they do they do they structure their content a little bit of both? Do they build out a whole content plan that's for three months? Tell me what the what, what's what, you know ground level what's happening in uh, in, in most uh, pizza restaurants and, and other clients that you work with. I'd say you could go out about a month. I'd say three months is kind of far. You can have an outline of what you'd want to do maybe three months out. But to really do the content and have it scheduled three months out is so far. Like, who knows what's going to happen three months from now? Um, if you're using social media, it, you know, a month ago or two months ago, Facebook just announced that he had a huge announcement that, you know, none of your content is going to be seen if you're a business. So if you created a whole bunch of content and put really a lot of time and effort into that, uh, when you didn't have an advertising budget set aside, you would have just wasted all that time. So I'd say like two to four weeks is enough to plan out ahead of time with your content. Um, maybe have a calendar of the whole year and say, okay, these are some topics that I want to touch on on these months, but don't really get into the nitty-gritty of creating that content uh, unless it's two to three weeks out because it moves so quickly nowadays. And then when it comes to point. what content you should create, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that you know, it's a very good point about um, one of the things that's that's negative about some of these platforms is that you're at the whim of them changing their algorithm about how they choose to feature feature folks and 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 sure Facebook uh, is notorious for this and and you build audiences and they take take attention away from you um but the corollary to that is obviously Facebook has gotten very good at letting you advertise via their platform and I think without um without knowing too too much I'm sure you're a kind of a big proponent of that Tell me what you're recommending for Facebook ads these days for clients. What are you doing for yourself? What are you seeing out there that's working? Yeah, I always, the first thing I always tell people is we're a digital marketing company, but we, wanna, we want you to gr also grow your, your email list with these other right. platforms as well. Like Try to get people to your website. Try to get them to order from you online. Try to build that email relationship however you can because you do own that asset. If you have 1,000 emails and 1,000 Facebook fans, if Facebook says tomorrow we're done, we're closing, you can still email those people because you have their email. You never want to build your house on somebody else's land. You want to make sure that you own that land. And uh, that's just something I wanted to get out there because as much as we are digital, we do want people to be able to reach their customer if, these, if something happens to these platforms later. One hundred percent. One hundred percent agree there. Absolutely, folks. If you're if you if you think email's dead, for example, please uh, change change your focus. You got to continue to build your own list, your own database, own your clients. We say it, you know, time and time again on on our stuff as well, and on on running restaurants and the content there is like 
have your have your audience that you can choose to market to them at you know when you want to and all these other platforms they're great but yeah you're on someone else's uh someone else's land so. right but talk about facebook, what, facebook yeah. ads because it's really it's really you know kicking butt for, for a lot of folks what are you seeing working there yeah i love facebook ads that being said all that talk about email and not and making sure that you build your facebook advertising right now is really really inexpensive compared to other forms of advertising it's getting a little bit more pricey as we speak uh, but you can target with Facebook. Like Facebook knows where you are, what you liked, what you watched, what you stopped, what you, where you went. If you have your locate your Facebook location on in your phone, it knows where you are right now, and you can show ads to people who are in your area if you're in a business. So if you're a business, there's a few different things that you could do. You could target people who live in your area. You could target people who were recently in your area, and then by your area, you could choose your city, your zip code. Uh, a geographical location around, like a mile radius around your business. So for us, if we're a local pizzeria, what we do is we target people who are three to four miles around our pizzeria, uh, because we know that. Listen, we don't. First of all, we don't deliver f- past that. So if we're looking for delivery orders, we're not going to target people who are ten miles away because we don't go that far. So we focus our ads on people who live within a certain mile around the restaurant. And then you can also get into retargeting. You can upload your email list. You can retarget people who visited your website. Uh, you can retarget people who watched your video, right? If someone watches 90% of your video, they're a pretty engaged person and highly likely to buy from you if they watch 90% of your video compared to someone who only watches three seconds. So all of those different forms of advertising are available to you using Facebook. Um, now, those are pretty sophisticated ways of using Facebook advertising. So if I was just starting, I would start with people who like my page and their friends, spend 5 or $10 on a post, and then I would put a pixel on my website, and it's really not that hard to do. You could download the code or copy the code and send it to your developer, and he can add it. literally will take two seconds. Start placing ads to people who have visited my website, and then start placing ads to people who live within a certain mile range around my business. Those are the three things that I would start with. And they're really, really easy to do. They sound complicated, but if you really dig into it, go to YouTube, watch a video on how to do a Facebook ad, you could probably figure it out in about an hour. Yeah, I, it's a good point. I, people get a little bit discouraged by the technology, and but I, I promise you this, Facebook has made it super simple for you to give them your money. Uh, we've been doing a little bit of, of our own stuff, and I want to do some more. But you absolutely can do a, a ton of targeting, and for restaurants, it's great. You know, you know your radius, you know your target customers. You can also get into demographic stuff as well as age stuff as well, because Facebook, uh, unfortunately or fortunately, knows every 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 goddamn thing about you. So uh, take <laughs> that for what it's it is. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, no, it is creepy for sure, and and you'll get those ads that are like, oh yeah, I was exactly thinking about that two seconds ago. How do they know? But but they know. So uh, <laughs> put that aside. It's it's for your business. It's 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 a good way to get in front of the right people, and you can do a lot of neat targeting. And and like Bruce said, yeah, throw throw a five five dollar budget at it. We're not talking not talking about five hundred dollars a day in Facebook ads for a local business. But literally put five ten dollars uh, towards your budget, and then you can then you can see what's working and and go from there. Um, I, th- that's some of the stuff that I've seen uh, that, that's working really a little bit. When folks run an ad, let's say you have a pizza a pizza client, and they run an ad. What do you see working well inside that ad itself? Well, here's the first thing I would say is when you whenever you post something to any social network, whatever it is, or um, anything, right? You should always ask yourself this. Am I willing to spend my money on this post? And if the answer is no, don't post it. Because if you're not willing to spend money on it, it's probably not w- worth me reading. 
So think of it that way. Even if you don't spend money on it, I'm just saying ask yourself that question. Would I spend $10 of my hard-earned money to promote the post that I'm posting right now? And if the answer is no, don't post it. Go back, work with your team, and rethink what that strategy is. Um, what you should post right now, if you do say yes and you want to move forward, is uh, post your food, right? Post your team. Post yourself talking about your food. Um, what, you know, what separates you from the other places in your business, right? If you're, if you're in a market where you're a local independent restaurant, and you're competing with the big chains, the thing that separates you is you, your personality, your partnerships with the community, your teaming up with uh, the sports team in the your local high school or your local college, and what you do for the community. Like That's what separates the independents from those other big chains, and that's what you need to show and tell people about on Facebook. Like It doesn't have to be buy my special, buy my special. It could talk about how you donated some pizzas to that, or it could be uh, showing the donation or showing a live video of you at a local event serving your product, uh, introducing new team members, talking about recipes that you created or the certain types of meals or anything that makes you different. That's what you should be talking about on social and asking questions and building engagement. Yeah, good advice there um, and some good tips. I like the community stuff. Yeah, be be a little different. And that you're, really good, really good idea there that says – yeah, if you're not willing to put money on that post, don't post it. What do you, what, what I think Bruce means there, and I would, I would kind of, uh, echo this, is you're about to make a post. You feel, you feel like you need to make a post today, cause it's Monday. I gotta post something. And then, and then, so you're just maybe choosing whatever. And his, his point, his point is, is very good, is that, well, if you weren't willing to like, pr to promote that or spend money behind that, don't even bother to fill up people's feed with that post. Really think about what you're posting and make it valuable, so that now that when people see your stuff, your content is good. Don't post for the sake of posting. Make sure it's good. And I, I really think that's a great, 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 great insight. And now you, you early on, you mentioned um, Facebook bots, and that's going to be something that's that's very new for for people, and they're probably going to maybe even hearing for the first time. What what's going on there? Let me just re, let me just go back to that last conversation and add one more thing. Moving forward yeah. with social media, less is more. And what I mean by that is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Google, they all have algorithms. And when you post content that nobody engages with, that hurts your algorithm percentage moving forward. So if you have a post that you post and nobody interacts with it, the likelihood of them seeing the next post, even if it's the best video or social media post in the history of social media, the likelihood of them seeing that without you spending money is lower. So when you post to these of any social media, the point is to build engagement, and that engagement gives you authority moving forward. So that's what you need to think about when you post to these social media platforms. Um, I just wanted to add that in there. Um, bots. So what is a bot is, and I don't necessarily like the term bot because it makes it sound like, uh, it just makes it, I don't, I don't know, I just don't like that term, but that's what they call it. So what it is is it's a way to build subscribers on Facebook uh, and then be able to send them messages through Messenger as your business account moving forward. Uh, so the way that we use this is we'll ask a question. Uh, we'll give a deal out. We'll promote an ad or maybe there's a coupon or a, a special offer that you have. And we'll say, hey, we're having a special this weekend. You're going to get $10 off your XYZ. If you would like this coupon, type yes as a comment below and we'll message you the comment. And then there's tools like ManyChat, which is the one that we use, which is M-A-N-Y-C-H-A-T. It's free for up to 500 subscribers. Uh, and it, you can set it up almost like an email autoresponder, and at, it'll recognize when someone types in that comment, yes, 
and then it'll send them a message automated that says, hey, can we send that code here? And then when they reply to that, it sends them the code in their messenger. And then by them replying or messaging your page, it adds them as a subscriber. And then when someone messages your page or gets added as a subscriber, you can then send them broadcast messages to Facebook Messenger moving forward as long as they're engaged. Uh, and right now, as a business page, you can't just send a thousand people a message, right? You have to have them message your page some way, and then once they do that, they become a subscriber, and then you can do that moving forward. And the, and the reason we're doing that is because we're seeing, and if anybody did email marketing in the early 2000s, uh, you know, 50, 60% open rates or 25, 30, 40% click-through rates were huge, right, in the early 2000s. Now it's like if you get 20% open rate and a 5% click-through rate, you're pretty good at email marketing. Um, and with these bots, we're seeing a 90% open rate and a 50 to 60% click-through rate. So really? if you have a 1,000 people who message your page uh, and – you send a broadcast message through Facebook Messenger, 900 people are going to open that. Whereas if you have 1,000 emails and you're really good at email marketing, 200 to 250 people are going to open it. So that discrepancy is just humongous. And it's just a huge opportunity right now for you to get in there and be able to get your messages seen and have people who want to see what you have to offer be able to see it and open those messages. Yeah, that's cool. And and just kind of the insight I would take away there is that you know, sometimes um we wait on things and this is one of this is one of those things that it's, it's good to be it's good to be early on um in terms of in terms of the attention landscape. Uh folks pay attention to uh Facebook early on and then they pay attention to Twitter early on and these things they fade in terms of how people pay attention and this is one of those things that's new on the edge much like people pay attention to their texts very 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 much so that um anyway so just so so you if, if you haven't heard about this check in you know check in back with Bruce and his site and we'll we'll get we'll make sure we uh, list his sites in a little bit here and how to find him but that's one of those things that you want to say oh not nothing to put on my landscape not that we don't have enough to do as business owners but it's something else to look at <laughs> Yeah, right, and be, and be sure of. So I know we're all we're all so busy, but but um, well, let's let's kind of do that. We 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 actually hit on a lot of tips. I wasn't sure which which direction we'd go, but we hit on a lot of digital marketing tips, and uh, that's what you guys do for for restaurants. And you, and you can hear when 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 you're talking that yeah, these are the insights that you're dealing with on a day to day basis. How do you wh if someone says, hey, yeah, Bruce, you got a digital marketing agency? What does that what does that mean? What are you guys doing? Uh, we get you more customers digitally. That's what it means. It's like the same thing that we used to do. I think that what we try to focus on, and yeah, we're a digital marketing company, but we're not beholden to Facebook or Instagram or any of those platforms. We want to know what's working today, and we want to find out where the consumer is spending their time, and then we want to help you create and craft messages about your business and then put them in those platforms in the form that they should be, right? We're not going to put all text posts on Facebook because those don't work. So we want to help you create your message, craft your content, and then distribute those on the platforms that are working today where people are spending their time in the form that they should be distributed. Uh, good photos on Instagram, short videos on Instagram, video on Facebook. Those are the things that are working right now, so we help you create that content and then get that message into the right people in those platforms. Right. And, uh, and Bruce, I, I know you're on all these various platforms, but what's the best way for folks to, to get in touch with you? Smartpizzamarketing.com is our home base. You can find all of our links and everything from there. So if you just go, if you're listening to this now, just head over to smartpizzamarketing.com, uh, and you can check out all our our podcasts. We've done like over 200 podcasts with some pretty uh, great interviews, and we talk about this all the time on our show. 
Excellent. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to uh, listen to the experts, see what they're doing out there, and so you can definitely check out Bruce's stuff. You'll get tons of tips on how to improve your business. Uh, he's doing it on a, on a daily basis. Uh, thank you, Bruce, for joining me today. I appreciate it, man. We hit, we hit a lot of stuff. Thanks so much. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. It was a great time. Awesome, folks. It's been Jamie Oichel from RunningRestaurants.com along with Bruce Irving from SmartPizzaMarketing.com. So make sure you check him out on the web. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you guys soon. Bye-bye.